0: this week on the podland trailcasters
1: last night alex uh i was streaming and uh playing with a couple buddies of mine and then keith jumped on and it was just another one where like the killer was just beating the hell out of us and i was getting irritated so i gave up <laughs> and so he starts tunneling me and slugging me on purpose because just he didn't want to hook us he was just messing with us at this point so <laughs> i got mad because he didn't Fully take the bait, but he comes to hit me, and I, I I gave him the wave, right? So he stopped, and then I gave him the follow me, and I ran around, and I, and I kept going. Hey Keith, where are you at? And he's like, I'm over here working on this gen. So oh, I, you know, he, you just I, led I led the killer him straight into yeah, Keith. I led the killer straight to Keith. <laughs> and then he just sat there and stared at Keith, oh. and then let us both get out. I was like, dang, I wanted that is awesome. I wanted him to die.
0: So we've got camera for KJ. Wait, real, real quick. Let's see. Let's see if we can hear you, KJ. Woo! Made it work. (laughs) I am not a fan of toothpaste colored jerseys. I want my black and red.
2: It is usurped, put a bird on it, in terms of how much it triggers me into being mad about people not being
1: in Portland trying to connect with me about Portland. Are
2: y'all talking about Dead by Daylight again?
0: <laughs> no. Can, is there
2: crossplay? Cross
0: oh yeah, is, oh yeah. Oh. Terry was so excited about that that he froze. He, <laughs> 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 what? No, that was a horrible segment. We're not going to it. That was a great segment. Was that? that Segway, segment. segment. Oh, segue. Whatever. you
1: said segment.
0: Did I say segment? <laughs> is that what it is and then chris you're saying you got it taken care of I, yeah i got this i got the audio coming in through um
3: stream so i so okay recording oh that. yeah there you go good idea good idea
0: hello rip city to all of you in town and out of towns and every little corner of the interwebs thank you for tuning in Here with you from Hood River, my name is Keith Feltner-Smith, and usually we'd have Chris Burkhardt in here with us already, but we got a bit of a special episode this week, so we're doing a bit of a special abbreviated intro. What makes this episode special, you ask? The group chats are back. We did this a couple years ago. We had a lot of fun with it, so in just a little while, I will be joined by... Our guy, Chris Burkhardt, and two of our longtime listeners and friends on Discord. It was meant to be three. We were also trying to get KJ, uh, Dimat on Twitter in here. Shout out to KJ. Hey. He did join us for the recording. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties between Chris and I, and we lost about 99% of KJ's sound. We meant to bring you a starting five this week, but unfortunately, we pulled a stats. We, we didn't put CJ, or KJ in this case, in the starting lineup, and Doc Rivers called us out on it, so he couldn't be part of the show. We'll get KJ on for another week, even maybe next week for another group episode. But we did have a really good chat this last week with Alex from the Unbiased Places podcast and Terry, formerly of the Drip City Report. So... If you want to take part in a future group chat episode or even one of our normal interviews, come and join the Discord. This is the place to be to get involved with us, to get involved in live episodes, uh, sending in any questions you have for the pod, lots of other shenanigans and chats that go on throughout the season and the off-season. We're talking Blazers, we're talking video games, we're talking movies, we've got channels for music, lots to do and lots of access if you're looking for even more Trailcasters content. We will be putting out even more as next season opens up including more of these group chat episodes. If you, the fan, you, the listener want to get involved, we really want to make this about getting your voice in the conversation too. Chris certainly has a professional resume and I had an opportunity to dip my toes into the industry. got to work around the game at NBC for a couple years, but really we're both fans at heart and we truly do believe in the more the merrier. So if you have any interest, In getting your voice out there, sharing your opinion. Come and join the Discord. It's always a fun time. We'd love to have you. We've been loving growing our numbers and only looking forward to what comes next. But for now, let's go enjoy the episode. All right. Very, very f-ing stoked to bring this back. It's been multiple seasons, multiple off-seasons really, since we've done the group chats. Last time we did this, it was on Skype. It was a mess. We had a number of them over uh, a summer. Shout out to Seth, shout out to Ashton Batuso. Uh, a number of other people that took part in these kind of little five-man group chats that we set up on, on Trail Caches here. Had a really good time in the off-season. We're bringing it back now. We've upgraded to Discord because that's where it's at. Come and join us on Discord. Link is in the episode description. The first five-man lineup we have tonight. Chris and myself, as always, welcome back, Chris. You're, you're always oh, welcome Oh, thank here. you. Good thank going.
1: you so much.
0: <laughs> and then coming in to join us on round one are Alex from the Unbiased Blazers podcast. What's up, Alex? What's going on, guys? What's going on, dude? What's going on? Uh, we have, last but not least, certainly, we have Terry, uh, the, the non-present host for Poker Nights from, from Blazers Twitter Poker recently. Uh, and terry was taken on twitter if you can you can find him on there as well how you doing my friend
2: i am doing well it's warm here in portland uh but i'm looking forward to chatting with some of y'all uh i guess in person online it's been a while yeah
0: yeah yeah. it's it's it's, we're we're slowly easing our way back to actually like you know socializing in person and this is uh this is a good start um also, Terry, just let me say real quick, congratulations on the last poker night. I was not able to attend. Yeah. I heard you did well. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> we, we had some strategizing. I, I feel like I'm I'm going to pretend that it helped you out and that it was real critical for the for the night. But congratulations, you know,
2: as you know, with cards, it's a lot of it's emotional support, and I felt like I yes. had
0: you know the
2: angel on my shoulder watching me while uh, <laughs> while I was like stacking everybody after getting busted on literally the first hand of
1: the night. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's the way it
0: goes first one out and then last one standing Mm -hmm. uh and this is also possibly the first time i've ever been called an angel in any (laughs) fashion so uh all right so first things first guys before we get into the the weekly topics i want to make sure listeners know where you are all uh coming from so alex let's start with you tell us a little bit about your background as a blazer fan how how the how you came to the team uh obviously you are Host co-host of the Unbiased Blazers podcast with Fawad. Excellent listen. Go and check them out as soon as you are done with us. Uh, yeah, wh- wh- where are you coming from, bro? Well, I was a.
3: I think I. I think when I joined your podcast a while ago, uh, I. T- I talked about it a little bit. I was a Tracy McGrady fan. Once he retired, I was like, I didn't have a real reason to watch whatever team he was on. So, I was like, I'm, I live in Roseburg, Oregon. I might as well check out the Blazers. And just so happened. The the first game I really watched as a fan was uh, the Brandon Roy playoff where he scored like 24 points in the fourth quarter and and I was like this team is badass. That's a like, nice intro. <laughs> I love I love this team and then <laughs> and then Wesley Matthews and then I was like I love this team and then Lillard and so really it was once once Tracy McGrady retired I became a Blazer fan and it's it's been Blazer mania ever since. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> Blazer mania. Uh, no, I, I, well, oh, I didn't
3: even notice you're wearing that. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: oh it, was, it was perfect. You tied it in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice.
0: Terry, you with us, sir? I hey, am, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Terry, you're not frozen. No, no, <laughs> no. I no. couldn't tell you. You're so still there. You're so relaxed. I, I was racked at, you know? with
2: attention. Uh, short version is grew up on the East Coast, Eastern Pennsylvania. And my intro to kind of like being aware of basketball was Sixers going to the finals against the Lakers. And uh, I moved out to the West Coast, and I will say, people at home might, might, this might turn their stomach a little bit. I lived in Mammoth Lakes, California, with a bunch of sickos who were super down, like, ride-or-die LA fans. Started watching basketball all the time, (laughs) and you cannot be in a room with a bunch of people screaming about sports and not get on board. So, yes, for the record, I was a Lakers fan for about four or five years. Uh, I moved to Utah a couple years later. I would, like, pay eight bucks to go scalp tickets at the Jazz games. But I was, like, at best a casual fan, and I fully own that now. Like, I love basketball. I love watching. um, I love kind of, like, the whole package. And when I moved to Portland full-time, I fell in love with, like, you know, the underdogs. I've always been an underdog uh, booster. So it was easy to like go to the games, have fun. And then I think really the biggest thing for me was like just the sheer enthusiasm and passion that Blazers fans had. It's like I was saying with, uh, with my friends down in LA, like you can't go to the Motor Center at a game where like everyone's fired up and not get into it. And that's exactly how mm. I kind of had the hook set. Uh, for me and the Blazers, and uh, and then finally like, finally, like I was kind of like in and out for a while. And truth be told, COVID, I was like, man, they shouldn't be playing basketball. This is ridiculous. And then the game started being aired, and I was like, yo, basketball is the truth. This is it. Like I'm locked in, and uh, it just made everything like so much more tolerable in small ways during the lockdowns. And I got a chance to meet so many amazing people. And that kind of takes me to now. I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, shout out to the third bench. Hey. And looking yeah. forward to more Blazers action.
0: Yeah, dude. And let me just say real quick. on on We had a great thread going today on Twitter about the third bench. Had a couple uh, other people talking about season tickets and uh yourself terry and seth shout out to seth hey! we're doing a great job trying to draw in like hey we got this fan section starting up here in 317 mm-hmm. you could come and find seats up here and i i am stoked man and it, you you had a tweet on there as well, a couple tweets on there about exactly what you're saying now where the the pandemic and kind of the shutdown the the isolation we've all been going through recently it's had a lot of effects that maybe some some of us have been less ready to admit until you get back in an arena like that. When we went to Blazer games, started to see each other again, it, it, it really is a nice feeling. And I'm so f- stoked about this upcoming season, getting to sit with all you guys. It's going to be awesome.
2: Yeah, no, I'm very stoked. It's the clubhouse, man. It's going to be like the place like like I got my volleyball friends. I got my work friends. I got, you know, like all the people in the different worlds that I'm in. And I am so, so looking forward to meeting more Blazers folk and going to more games.
0: I guess, Chris, I I guess we should probably give you an opportunity to share as well. If we're going to if we're going to introduce our guests and kind of give their fandom background. Well, I'm a uh,
1: I'm an unbiased sports journalist, so screw fandom. I'm just I'm just oh, here to oh, analyze. Yeah, that's basketball. the angle you're gonna take. Is that your, yep. your
0: fandom is just not a part of your nope. chemistry?
1: I, I I I buried it away deep inside of me, and I don't know <laughs> don't know where it is anymore.
0: He's lying. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no. Uh, truth be told, I, I I I I battle this uh this on on social every once in a while because I don't I, I I'm not a fan of the the holier than thou reporter who gets so grumpy and forgets what it was like to be a fan like you can be unbiased i was i i i I feel i was unbiased in my blazer coverage i think keith would agree because i pick on him for his rose city colored glasses all the time but i don't forget (laughs) that the reason i wanted to become a sports broadcaster in the first place was my love of sports right so i grew up uh like many other portlanders just gravitating to the early 90s blazers probably thanks in large part to that partnership with Dairy Queen and those sick pint glasses that everybody had in their cover oh yeah still Um, got them yeah when I was in when I was in uh that was fifth grade when I was in fifth grade Dairy Queen was doing a competition um through those sales of those glasses to get a blazer to come to your school. And someone from my elementary school won that competition. So Jermaine O'Neal came to my elementary school and I was just, I was starstruck at seeing Jermaine O'Neal, some seven footer when I'm some like, you know, four foot, three, fifth grader, just like, what is going on? And so it was little things like that. And then obviously through the the late two thousands teams where you really started to develop your fandom and fell in love with, my favorite player to this day is still Rashid Wallace. I think he's one of the. My favorite basketball player of all time. So it was just born into it, man. It was it was in your own backyard, and and how could you not like it? Full disclosure: Do have to admit, just like our friend Terry, there was a very small part of my life where I did enjoy Laker basketball. Speak but your truth, because, Chris. Yeah, speak but, your <laughs> truth. But but it was because purple was my favorite color, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, that that's a team that wears purple, and so because of that and the timing wise, uh, Eddie Jones will always have a very soft spot in my basketball fandom as well. <laughs> (laughs) but no that's how i grew up a blazer fan and yeah it it just it never went away from
0: there note to self cut the lakers fans mics okay cool <laughs> that. uh okay well hey you know what we, we got the three of you guys and we got chris's i'm gonna save my background for the next uh next little group chat podcast that i think we're probably gonna be doing next week let's 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 move this along keep it keep a little tease there going. we all know We've your got... story
1: you you popped out the womb in like a trailblazer flannel onesie or some <laughs> like that your, your, your parents wanted to name you jack but you know that just it just didn't stick this it's just we know I we heard know. Blaze was the OBGYN. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, some, caught you when you like came that. out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! This is a great legend. This is a great mythology <laughs> to get going. I like this. We're gonna we're gonna write this up at some point. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get to the first topic of the day. Uh, <laughs> we have some great news on Shade and Sharp. The surgery will not be required. It has been announced that the the labral tear uh, that. Shaden Sharp has been dealing with is a minor label t- labral tear, excuse me. So unlike uh, previous Blazers in recent years, this is not something that we expect to derail his playing time as much. Hopefully, if any at all, we're hoping that he should, I think, theoretically be ready somewhat close to the beginning of the season. Uh, if anyone wants to disagree, again, please feel free to just cut me off and say so. Um, but one thing we brought up on the last episode, Alex, actually, you brought up, you you sent us a question Asking about Sharp's injury history, where you you mentioned the injuries he's having back in as far as high school, and then in response to that, Chris, you were talking about on our last episode how the non-contact nature of Sharp's in in uh, Sharp, of Sharp's injury in summary here is almost more worrying because it's it wasn't some like with Myers Leonard we saw his shoulder get wrenched out of the socket and that's what caused this injury. Uh, Sharp's was almost seemingly invisible as far as like trying to look at the play that caused it. Um, so let's go around the circle here, Terry, we're going to go, uh, the opposite direction this time. Terry, how are you feeling about Sharp? Like what's your confidence meter on, on him in the future? Do you think, is there an injury concern already? Uh, where are you at with this guy?
2: I think, uh, so this injury, at least from like Blazers Twitter and the folks I've talked to, it's like the greatest Rorschach test for Blazers fans to figure out like where you lie on being optimistic or (laughs) pessimistic. Because I th- and, really and for a lot of very good reasons, like people are like, oh yeah, like well that's what the team's saying, and we don't believe them, and I remember blah 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 blah. And for me, I I think I'm just in a place of frustration, not necessarily from the injury, but because, and I've said this before, I am already tired of the man of mystery narrative with Shane Sharp. <laughs> I am like, I was excited for him in summer league because I could be like, great, either he's like no matter what it is, good, bad or ugly we're gonna find out and we didn't. Mm. And now yep. it just continues and we season it with a little bit of like classic, like kind of Blazer's Doomerism where it's like, oh no, like it wasn't a contact uh, injury. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. And it's it's. I kind of almost like out of self preservation, just have to pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm like, he'll come back when he does. <laughs> we are like, we're locked in like he's not going anywhere and um what i will say is that like i don't necessarily see the blazers franchise as being incredibly manipulative when it comes now that neil's gone incredibly manipulative uh with the media narratives i think that if there were bigger concerns obviously they would want to kind of like hide those behind the curtain but it's going to be proven if he's back um you know for preseason stuff and They're going to work him in slow. I think that was probably one of the best takes that I saw that really kind of gave me a little bit of uh, respite, if you will, was, yeah, like, he's not going to see a ton of minutes in the first part of the season anyway, so... Right. Let him play, let him get it out of his system, and just conveniently ignore the fact that he hasn't been playing competitive basketball in quite some time, and it's really unfortunate that this is the first thing that happens when he gets minutes. (laughs) So... That's
0: it. It's all, I, all five or six of them, right? Yeah, right. Minutes. And it was like one <laughs> shot. He took one shot. Oh, he he made one shot. He took three. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Took, he, he took a he few. Took he made the, the nice turnaround. And the, they weren't all great shots, man. Like, this yeah. wasn't like he f- it suddenly fit in the system and like, oh, what, what an open look. The embarrassing thing for me is that, like, I didn't even see the shots
2: because it was game one of Summer League. And I was like, well, yeah first few minutes not gonna be the end of the world i was like dilly-dallying around the house doing chores and then i tuned in and i was like yeah. when are they gonna put this guy in
0: when, like i want to see what we got <laughs> so. when's he coming back yeah yeah <laughs> okay oh, again something chris and i have talked about here before uh anyone who got drafted this year you're not gonna see the full you know kind of like uh uh acclimation of what they can do until four, five, six years down the line and you know that that's just that's just the way it goes with any player are in who's picked in that range and for the record kj i was also in the boat of trading the pick how many of the five of us were w- before the draft before the the pick happened before we realized we got shade and sharp how many of the five of us were uh primarily wanting to trade the pick
2: yeah i was on i yep. was on that trade like we're on t- limited timeline for dame and i was like yeah i don't want to we got a lot of young guys like we're going to get another one who's seventh in a draft that like top five are really the people that you want
0: so yeah yeah it it seemed like the trade asset was the way to go uh so we got at least four or five hands i can i think alex is maybe on the fence there oh it was five okay we're we're unanimous if it wasn't keegan murray i didn't want i didn't want the pick oh okay okay well but again we'll see how it works out where we are where we are at this point and as blazer fans we're we're gonna roll with it uh but alex what's your opinion on on the sharp injury. Uh, and, and again, you talked about your concerns on your last episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I heard you and Fawad talking about uh his injury history all the way back all the way back to high school. I say all the way back yeah. as if it was that long ago and it really wasn't. But yeah, right.
3: Uh I mean it worries me. And when we when we drafted him, that was my worry is he hasn't really played that much even in high school. And to to come in 5 minutes into the game and it's not a, you know, when I saw the play happen, I was like, "How did that even hurt your shoulder? I, <laughs> underst- I don't understand how that even happened." And then for him, apparently they said that he probably could have came back in and played, and they're keeping it safe, and that's fine by me. Summer league does not mean nothing if 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 it's just precautionary. Fine. But the ring. But no, yeah, sorry. To- <laughs> but I I will be the first to admit, it's a worry for me. I'm I'm afraid he's gonna be one of those players that like rolls his ankle and he's out for two weeks and then jams his thumb and he's out for another two weeks and it's just like a constant adding up of injuries where maybe it's not tearing acl and out for a whole year but like over four seasons he's missed a total of one season from minor injuries it's just that's what worries me i hope it doesn't happen i hope that this pick
0: works out but i'm a little worried Like, uh, like anthony davis is that what you're saying exactly yep all right, Chris, I feel like when you and I have talked before, you're probably most in line with Alex. Is that is that wrong as far as uh, uh, the, the hesitation, the injury concern? Uh,
1: it's, it's a yes and no. Um, I'm not jumping on the full concern about overall injury bandwagon because, I mean, if that's the case, then we should have all been concerned when they drafted Damian Lillard, who missed an entire year with a foot injury. We should have been concerned when they drafted CJ McCollum, who missed an entire year with a foot injury. Right? So it's you need to be concerned about those things as well. He broke college, I he think he broke his he broke his foot his junior year at Weber State and CJ
0: McCollum. Yeah, college, not NBA, is maybe the confusion. No, no,
1: no, no, no. In college is what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying you should have been concerned, right? Entering the draft, where you're talking about injury history. When you're talking about Shaden Sharp's high school injury history, I mean, Damian Lillard comes into the draft having missed a full year of basketball with a a broken foot. And same with CJ, came into the draft having missed basically a full year with a broken foot coming into the draft. So if those are the things that you worry about is injury history prior to the draft, those would have been, should have been red flags too and granted they've had some injuries now and then but i don't think anyone's really labeling dame or even cj as as majorly injury prone right um so that in and of itself doesn't concern me what does concern me a little bit is the nature of the shoulder injury as keith alluded to being a non-contact injury um i mean i, I said in the discord i didn't expect it to be uh, like an actual tear sounded more like a strain the fact that it was a tear was shocking to me but it also meant that it's a very minor one but i speak from experience having torn my rotator cuff uh and having to deal with shoulder injuries as well i mean a lot of the times you talked about it myers leonard had the shoulder yanked out zach collins had the arm up above the head which is the most vulnerable spot for it to be to have a high high impact shoulder injury that leads to that tear shaden sharp doesn't have anything that we could really pinpoint that causes that tear so then you have to make sure that, that you can fix that make sure that's not a a long-term reoccurring thing now what did i say about this injury when they said it keith was i said there's no he's back before or he's back for camp because you were worried about him missing time and i said he's back for camp because that particular injury should not need surgery and you should be able to fix it with just a a, first off rest it for a few weeks and then a nice controlled weight room regiment should be able to build that muscle back and everything should be fine so from then on then we see see what it is so as long as you can build those muscles back around Around it not concerned at all i was gonna say
2: uh for alex and chris is there any sort of like mm, uh, soothing salve knowing that dame after he had that missed season leaned into training in a way that hopefully prevents injury like do we think that there's a culture within the blazers based on dame's leadership that is going to have Shaden come back and hit the weight room and start doing more kind of like preventative um training so that he doesn't get continual injuries throughout the season
1: well i'll tell you one thing with this particular injury that i think is very interesting and now i'm coming from earlier before we started recording terry asked you know the history of me and broadcast journalism well before i was a broadcast journalist i was a a personal trainer and worked with some of the training staff at the university of oregon as well and one thing that's very interesting with the shoulder injury that I, i and i never really focused on this in high school and it's one thing you learn as you progress, and I definitely know the Blazers team is aware of, is when you're in high school, we all did high school. Bench, 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 right? If you're a football player, hit the bench, hit the bench, hit the bench. There's never any focus on the back. And what that does is if you continue to build the front part of the shoulder and the fr- and your chest, those shoulders start to naturally lean in forward. And when they do that, that leaves them susceptible to tears and extra strain because there's no balance in the shoulder muscle whatsoever. And I just think in general, there's not a lot of high school programs who focus on that balance? They focus on the big muscles for particular sports. Now, when you get to the NBA level, those guys are some of the best trainers in the business and are very, very focused. Every injury I've seen on not only focusing on the injury but focusing on the muscles around that injury and rebalancing that structure to prevent injury in the future. So that I, I would not be concerned with that at all. I think the I think the NBA and Blazers training staff in particular is going to tackle that very, very well.
3: And, and just to add on just a little bit, Lillard is one of the best leaders I probably think is in the NBA right now. So I have no doubt that he's going to definitely be there to tell uh, Sharp to get in there and work out a little extra and build up that muscle strength and, you know, make the sacrifices for the team. And I also I want to clarify, I'm not saying that like I'm willing to give Sharp the benefit of the doubt and let, you know, give him time. I'm not like saying it's a bust of a pick. I'm just a little worried that already we're having this issue already that he's already been having in the past. That's all.
0: I, that's all for me. That that's fair. That's fair. I, it's you know it's okay to to not know yet. I mean that's kind of the big issue with this guy we don't have the information. The good news, I guess, uh, beyond the good news of Sharp not needing surgery, the other good news would be that. Despite not having him, despite not having our seventh pick, kind of the highlight of Summer League, we still are the Summer League champions, yeah. baby. And it all came on to Trendon Watford. <laughs> Jabari Walker, our other pick. Uh, Greg Brown was in there. Although they missed some games. We saw some really good play from Keon Johnson. Uh, there was Didi Lozada. Uh, and yeah, it, we are the Blazers are now officially only the second team in NBA history to win two summer league titles. That would be us and the Sacramento Kings. So, uh, rarefied air, very elite company. Uh, hey, it's
1: worked, it worked it's out so really cool. well for Sacramento.
0: <laughs> hey, did you see the, the ESPN
1: stat the other day? That was, uh, you oh, know, yeah. no, <laughs> No current player in the NBA has ever played against the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, wait, what was that? I did see that pop up. Can you explain that's, that to me? That's, that's
1: because the the Sacramento Kings haven't made the playoffs for like sixteen years. Yeah, they haven't been in have the dude. playoffs. <laughs>
0: oh, in the playoffs! Oh my god. So no, I saw that. I saw that. No team. No one has played against the current. Uh, no current player has played against the Kings. I'm just sitting here going like, what? But it's no current player has played against the Kings in the playoffs. That in was one playoffs. of the
2: finest pieces of media shade I have seen, and I don't even know how long.
0: Like. <laughs> (laughs) it was
2: pitch perfect. And it was like the thing that when presented, you're like, huh, you put on your analyst hat and you're like, yeah, that's very interesting. Meanwhile, everyone in the back is
0: pointing and laughing. (laughs) That is so crazy. That's so weird. That is strange that. Hey, there, there's that. There is that. But, uh, More more importantly than the than the connection to the Kings here is we have two Summer League titles in four years. Uh, I, and I, what is it also three finals appearances in Summer League in the last four years? We made Summer League the one year that we didn't win it. Think was that against the Kings even? Might have been. Would probably add up. Um, Trent Wofford gets the MVP. The conversation though, largely more than Trent Wofford, has been Jabari Walker, the fifty seventh pick in this year's draft. Uh. That is for, you know, those of you doing math at home, 50 picks later uh, and it, oh, and it, uh, like a round and a half later than Shaden Sharp, who did not play more than five minutes for us this season uh, or this this summer league. So, and, you know, obviously, if we want to celebrate the summer league uh, championship here for a second, we can do more of that. I Here's think my question. What is
2: what is the appropriate award for winning summer league? That is like an honorary. Like, is it a medal? <laughs> is it a trophy? Like, what should we be giving teams for winning a otherwise unnoteworthy oh, no. exhibition Here, game? <laughs> here's the
1: thing, y'all. Here's here's the thing, y'all. I think it's 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 easy to poo poo it from afar, um, but some of those guys are never gonna sniff an NBA court again that was the closest they're ever going to get is playing mm-hmm. yeah, in the, in, in the summer. Like they might not even get to the G league. Um, They, they might go overseas and they might not like, this is a, an opportunity to really, you know, cement yourself. You went out, you did something cool. You played against some really talented players. I think any player growing up, I don't care if I'm if I'm a baseball player I'm playing in a baseball tournament I don't care if it's the most prestigious tournament in the world or some little thing just in in my backyard I'm gonna celebrate when I win it I'm gonna have some fun Mm. so I I don't I don't see the harm in it I think and obviously you saw what Watford's reaction and you saw like you saw everyone they loved it so I'm not gonna poo-poo it I'm gonna enjoy it let them enjoy it I'm gonna bring it back to that question though Chris is it just the ring is it the fact that it's a ring because yes. T- no, no, it's, it's... no, it's about given these guys who might never play in the NBA, <laughs> something that they can go down the street to gold and silver pond and hop yeah. for a little bit of money. That's what
2: it's about. <laughs> so that's a real question. What do you think? Like, what do you think those are going to go for? Like, can you get a summer oh, champ oh, ring for how? like, can, can, is it going to be
1: five digits? Is it going to be 10K? No. It's a g it's gold plated silver with a cubic zirconia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's sports sickle shit. Like <laughs>
0: uh. what the, but again, like that's if the problem here to me, like Terry, you're the one that launches uh, launched this initially with is it about like you know, rings versus trophies and and the rest? Uh if you if the NBA championship has these giant diamond encrusted rings, you can't also give giant diamond encrusted <laughs> rings for something we're told not to care as much about. Give them trophies. Get like what Trenton Wofford got for the MVP of the finals was a very cool, very classy, you know, yeah. quartz or glass kind of thing. And it, it, like, it's not gold plated and diamond encrusted, but you don't. It shouldn't be the same as the jewelry you get for the championship. And even if Chris, like you're saying, even if it's like even if this is silver plated cubic zirconias, if that's the direction they go, then that's almost dis- disrespectful to these young players. Like it- it's it's making a joke out of it. It's making a joke out of it the same way having Richard Jefferson ref a quarter is making a joke out of
1: it I, I, you, can't, you can't you can't tell me i can't keith. get over that no keith you can't tell me that if you would have been the starting point guard of the 2022 summer league blazers that you wouldn't have been walking around with that fat rock on like two of your little tiny fingers going yeah <laughs> won this for in las vegas week. summer you summer, do that for uh,
0: one I, week yeah
1: <laughs> summer 2022 <laughs>
0: Yo, Jabari Walker even said he didn't feel comfortable wearing it. He said it it looked too much like a Mm -hmm. a trophy on your finger, and it didn't feel good to him. So, again, it's not everyone's flavor. But I swear, the NBA did not do this because players or the player union said – Yo, the players want rings. They want some jewelry for the championship. The the NBA did this because they wanted to make it more comparable to the NBA championship. And you can't make it comparable to the NBA championship and then also have Richard Jefferson wrap a quarter. <laughs>
1: hey, if, if podcasts were a thing back in the day, Keith would be up here being, the three-point line is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the NBA. I don't get it. If they want to score more points, maybe they should just get to the basket more. It's just, it's just
2: ruining the listen, game.
0: Listen. I'm also the guy that's asking for a fourth ref on the floor like yesterday. I I'm, I'm I may be a traditionalist in some ways, man, but well, <laughs> that's why, just, I, it's, that's it's why I love weird. your fandom.
1: That's why I love fandom. I pick, <laughs> I, I, pick I, I playfully pick on fans because I don't care. I really don't care. Hey, hey give them off brand new trucks. So I don't give a but you are man, hung up on a ring fandom in a nutshell, baby. And I love it. Keith, I love
2: uh, it. as a traditionalist, I'll ask this question pointedly to you. <laughs> Is it David Stern's ghost that blocked it from being a necklace?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I so wish they had a You know like that a necklace, like a chain, like would be good, oh. right? Like a chain would be perfect. Oh, would be so good. A chain. You could still do diamond encrusting. Mm-hmm. It would be different from the finals. It'd be. Uh, it would be a lot more of a... Of a, of a joke it'd be a lot funnier yeah it'd be a lot more kind of humorous to have as a giant chain diamond encrusted necklace than to have a thing that looks like the championship ring and then it's like oh no it's summer league championship it would
2: have been perfect but david stern looked up and said not on my watch <laughs> not today <laughs>
3: They should just do a poker chip and a certificate saying you did. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a yo. voucher. Just like
0: a free poker in a bar. <laughs>
3: they,
1: yeah, they all get a hundred dollar Bellagio you chip. You won. Two night
0: comp at the Mandalay Bay. <laughs> yeah. Alex, you make you make it sound like AA too. Like give him a little chip and congratulations. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Come back next next summer. <laughs> Two years in a row, you won. <laughs> yeah. Keep the street going. Yeah.
1: Okay, First okay. Year is the Excalibur. You got to repeat his champs to get Mandalay Bay. <laughs> weren't we supposed to be talking about Jabari Walker?
0: Yeah, we're going to make some comparisons now. They all got the rings. Trenton Watford got the MVP. Jabari Walker, though, is getting the shine. Jabari Walker, that 57th pick in this year's draft, he has won Blazers fans' hearts and minds. Uh, and a lot of it was because he may not, may not have gotten the MVP, but the dude showed out in summer League. He looked really good he had some uh that that highlight behind the be- uh behind the head pass for a dunk uh from another player who will not be a blazer ever uh this season <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's summer league for you uh point is though here guys the shine on on jabari walker the 57th pick is it too much uh it, this was summer league his shooting splits were good his defensive awareness the passing is it too much Um, I agree, you know,
2: it's a lot, but guess what? He's the human consolation prize for the draft this year because Shaden was out (laughs) and Blazers fans were thirsty for a cup of water in the desert. Like, listen, we all know that we are not shy with our praise when it comes to the Blazers. Hell, I was rooting for Freedom Cantor and his freedom, whatever, uh, when he was on the Blazers. This is part of the reason why I like I really love the fan base is like we are optimistic to a fault. And I think with Jabari, like, you know, we had people throwing out things like, wow, best Jabari of the draft. And I was like, someone's going to pull this tweet from you in a couple months uh, when his minutes are lower than like points in a game for CJ Ellaby or something. uh, If CJ makes it to the season. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. But you know what? What else do we have to talk about? Our our high draft pick can't play. We still have the long shadow of the Dame viability in Portland. Like, and I think also one notable thing was that a lot of the contracts hadn't really been locked in. So we were just we were on a dinghy in the middle of the ocean, and you know we saw a bird.
3: We're like, oh hey, <laughs> that bird's cool looking. <laughs> hey, check that out. So you know we had a little fun. I mean I do I do like what I saw from him. Um but no I agree that it is a little blown out of proportion, but like KJ said it is summer league. It's a little bit lower competition level. Um but what I did see from him I did like. He's a hard worker and he he was hitting open shots, he was making, he was rebounding like much better than I expected him to rebound, so I'm excited to see what he can develop into. Do I think he deserves to be playing 15, 20 minutes a game? No, but I, anytime he's in, I'm gonna be tuned in because I enjoy watching him play and I like seeing what he can do. So for
0: me, a little out of out of the, out of of the there, but I'm okay with it. You got, got Grant up front and then you got Greg Brown, who's almost like a four or five, Justice Winslow. Mm-hmm. Probably no other true fours, Nas is more of a three. No, uh, and, and 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 uh, um, uh, uh, Drew Eubanks is is the is the five, so I mean, really, theoretically, Walker would be what? That's that puts him like fourth back in the rotation. Yeah, at, at, at the power forward spot. Yep. yep. So so okay, uh, Chris. Before before you try to throw any cold water on these on these, uh, everyone throwing cold water on Jabari Walker. <laughs> uh, how many minutes are we saying for for season one? Full eighty-two game season. A- after eighty-two games, wh- what's his average minutes? Three to four, says Alex. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> any, any? I mean, I, I, anyone? Anyone going higher?
2: I mean, no. I, I I gotta go higher just because we know that there's gonna be some bullshit that pops <laughs> yeah, up during the season. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> you know,
0: like some someone's gonna get hurt. Like...
2: I don't know how much minute management there's gonna be happening with the bigger guys. Um, yep. So I would put it, you know, just to have a a difference of opinion like five six maybe seven um average over the whole season
0: but but certainly no one is no when no one here is thinking that jabari is getting enough minutes to uh to to really crack rotation not this early all right chris your challenge sir is go colder
1: go colder
0: Uh, i mean i i are you don't have to i'm just saying like you know I feel like I feel like we all went pretty uh, pretty hard reality on Jabari there, which again is funny because I feel like there's been so many fans the the heat check on Jabari, Jabari the goat, uh, talking about him being a rotation player, and maybe some of that is just some of us uh, letting ourselves indulge in in some fan optimism, putting on those blazer goggles and being like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go off and he's the missing piece. Uh, the 57th pick in the draft is gonna be like the seventh pick, hopefully was gonna be. Uh, but no, I mean I don't know. Is is are 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 the guys here being too harsh, then Chris? If you don't want to go colder, like where where what do you feel about Jabari?
1: No, it's just it's kind of the same thing. I, I said it with you just the other day, just you know shooting the breeze, not even on the podcast. Just like where, like we got to like realistically, where does he slot in? He's obviously not in the top five. I mean, we're not. I'm not even going to count positions. Just looking at a full roster, right? Uh, so he's obviously not in the top five. He's not ahead. He's not ahead of Gary Payton. He's not ahead of Winslow. He's he's not ahead. Of of little, he's in a spot where he's likely battling for minutes with Eubanks and Brown. To pay, like in that, so he's like he's like what eleventh, twelfth, and how often does a coach go into a twelve man rotation, right? Like if I look at the Blazers roster like right now, oh, he's better than Didi Luzada, like cool, hmm. <laughs> like like you, you got that right. I think what's what, what's going to be interesting with Walker is. The camp battles, and seeing if he can get minutes in at the three. I think that's going to be interesting. Is he athletic enough to maybe play some small forward minutes as well? Not just be slotted in as a power forward, and maybe do that in some big ball minutes. Look at Trenton Watford. Like last year, Watford played big, right? And I, I I think realistically, you look at the, the roster right now. It's going probably. Nurkic Watford Eubanks like I think you're gonna play him a lot at the 5-4 type you're not but what did you do with summer league Keith they played him up top of the arc and tried to play him at small forward a lot to see how they could get there too and so I mean yeah, he, he's a, he, like he's a 6-9 big he's very versatile and so it's like these are the things that Watford has up against him everyone goes with a Draymond Green like right oh look what Draymond Green did he's one of the best defenders in the league he was a second round pick Draymond Green played 13 minutes a game yes but he averaged like two points and three rebounds he was like he was a rookie, right? I think similar to what uh, uh, Terry said is, and I said this a couple weeks ago, and BMac got mad at me and uh, in, in the Discord. <laughs> I can't believe what you said about, but right now, and this is right now, this is heading into camp. Camp can change a lot, back. but right now, he's going into the CJ Ellaby treatment, where he's going to be at the end of the bench. He's going to get those garbage minutes that's heading into camp camp can change that because i think there's going to be some really good battles and defense is going to be the key here in in what he can do but then even at the end of the day what six to ten minutes ten being maybe the high end if he's if he's really lucky you know and then you get the over the skis obviously there's a lot of joking in this keith when everyone goes oh rookie of the year just look how good he was in summer league blah, blah blah since 1970 you know how many second round picks have won rookie of the year
0: Any other votes? Oh, Terry's going one. Me and KJ going zero, and uh, Alex is abstaining zero. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Quick, quick math tells me I could be wrong by you know, give or take one. Uh, but the answer, the answer's one. Malcolm Brogdon.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. Who was Malcolm Brogdon picked?
1: He was 36th overall pick.
0: Oh wow! I didn't realize he was. Yeah, I guess early in the second round.
1: So it's just it's can he be good absolutely but the reason like i I, everyone compares like likes to talk about draymond with how good he was as a second round pick and that's obviously very true he's going into the hall of fame when his career is done he's one of the best defenders of his generation draymond green was really a non-factor his rookie year it took time for that to develop and that's what you're going to get here with jabari now everything i've heard talking to people who are colorado buffalo fans who have watched him through his entire career down there luckily i have friends who live in colorado so i can lean on them right uh and then talking to some reporters as we did last week on on rip city drive with with chad duag when i I was hosting that show is everyone i've talked to thinks that this guy can get rotation minutes eventually and be a very very good rotation player and everyone has said he's going to do it by playing good defense so i think that's exciting because that's what portland Mm. needs but in year one I, i think i think it, it, it might be tough, and I also think if he does get on the floor, okay. So say he he passes Watford in that in the rotation, he he passes Little again. I'm not talking about position, just overall, right? And he passes Winslow. Now he's your backup big. That is that doesn't look good on Portland, in my opinion, mm, because you're going to yeah. tell me that you so, went and, you you went and traded Robert Covington and and Norman Powell. You brought in Justice Winslow to be a rotation player, and then the 57th pick in the draft beats him in the in the race (laughs) he beats he beats out the two guys that you just signed to deals last year like that's mm. anyway so that's where i'm sitting on him like right now he's probably the 10th man in the rotation and i think he has the he has more to gain than any other player (laughs) in in heading into camp because he can crack it if he has an absolutely phenomenal
0: camp
2: yeah, one thing I want to I say. I got to
0: be honest. <coughs> real quick, Keith. Go ahead, Terry. Is like the, and
2: this is like the silver lining optimism, whatever, of like kind of our, our middling praise of Jabari, is that like none of us have said really anything particularly negative about him. And I feel like Mm-mm. in Summer League, three things, well, two things stand out, overperforming and underperforming. And then you have Summer League ball. Mm. And I think we are all acknowledging that like everyone was playing Summer League ball. Jabari over, uh, over- exceeded or exceeded expectations and is getting the flowers for it. And that's great. But I'm not going to yes. hitch my cart to that wagon and think it's going to take right. me to like a rookie of the year or any of these other big accolades for a first year player. Like it's promising, but we're not even preseason yet. So
1: Yep. To me the biggest I, takeaway, I Keith asked this in the Discord too, link in the description. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting smooth with that.
0: Yeah. bravo bravo <laughs> no keith
1: asked this in the discord the other day about like does he crack the rotation and this and that and my answer was it's you can't tell off summer league preseason is going to be your best indicator of how he plays against that talent you're going to be playing him much more in the position that you want to play him so that's going to be the key what you can take away from summer league because again everyone instantly leans to like the caleb Swanigan comparison right because caleb Swanigan had an incredible summer league for the blazers And I was there, I watched it firsthand. Caleb Swanigan was just a pure hustler. He wasn't gonna be stopped, but his IQ and being in the right spot at the right time, it wasn't always there. He was just a pure hustler and it was great. It was fun. Jabari on the other hand, what I saw was a lot of intangibles, like like the things that you don't necessarily go into the gym to learn, the things that you just know, and then you build off of that. And that's what's exciting to me as getting a chance to watch this guy, because you got a steal in that realm, in a second round pick, who has a very good basketball head on his shoulders, like knows where to be, when to be there, and how to, you know, how to play the game. Then you get you you work on his shot, you work on his other defensive skills, but the intangibles, those are the unteachables and I think he's pretty good in that realm. So that's what I think I take away from some league. If that's where play, I
2: think I the loop comes back to the Draymond comparisons, but I agree with you 100% on that stuff Chris. Yeah. Like I think Draymond has excelled with the intangibles uh and I'm excited for more players like that in the
0: league. Keith, what were you going to say? Well, no, you you segued it perfectly because I was just mad that uh I bring the three of you on here. And the only one to make a Draymond comparison was Chris. That, that, that's not what I was hoping for. I, I really thought we'd get some more fire going uh, from someone. in there. <laughs> I'm not a Draymond fan, so you won't hear from me. <laughs> that's fair too. I'm, I'm with you on that. So we, we're all agreeing. He's not getting the minutes that maybe, uh, maybe we like to like to imagine in our blazers uh, fantasy land, watching his summer league performance, but comparing Jabari Walker to the mystery man himself, Mr. Shaden Sharp, who gets more minutes? Alex? That's a good question. Um,
3: I honestly think they're probably going to get around the same. I mean, no,
0: no, no fence I, right I not pick, 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 pick a side. Which one you on? Pick a Team Jabari or Team Shadon? <laughs> <laughs> you can fence right if you want. I'm just going to give you a hard time about it.
3: So if, if Sharp plays one game and then gets injured <laughs> and he played 20 minutes, does that count as having the most? Because <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. So. Hey, it
0: keeps his average high. It'll keep his... <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. Um, I probably would say Sharp's probably going to get more playing time than uh, Walker will, but I don't think it's going to mm. be much, much more. Maybe like 10 minutes, 15 minutes to Walker's five, six.
0: Okay. Okay. Comparable. A- any other thoughts? Things, things could change, though. KJ Terry, anyone disagree? Anyone want to go team Walker?
2: Um, I do think just positionally, there's going to be more opportunity. For Jabari, I think Shaden being like a two-three, we got plenty of twos, you know. Um, we got plenty of threes, and uh, and then you know the one thing that makes me want to kind of push back on that stance is that I think people are going to want to see Shaden play. I don't think that that's going to have an effect on like any actual coaching decisions. Like Chauncey's not going to be like, well, you know, Jody wants to sell more Shaden jerseys, so we got to give him more minutes. No um so even <laughs> even with that uh i think unless he comes out and truly lights the world on fire shaden that is i think it's edged out by jabari um and then yeah the the last bit that i was going to say was just like if jabari seeing double digit minutes it means something is either going incredibly right or incredibly wrong like that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> on,
0: on him. That's like what Chris was saying too. Yeah, just if, if he's in there, it means the Blaze. It's, it's not good news for the blazer side, mm-hmm.
2: unless it's incredibly good news. Yeah, I- <laughs> hey, <laughs> <See>? yeah. <laughs> you
1: gotta remember, we're speaking in we're we're speaking in 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 hypotheticals, and this is where where like people will get mad when you say that that you know someone's gonna listen to this podcast. Hey, and whether it's you know crapping on me on Twitter or doing it in a Discord is going to say that saying Shaden Sharp is 12th man on the roster right now. It's an incredibly stupid thing to say because he could be really good and he could do this. And yeah, I'm not dealing in coulds. I'm dealing in what we know right now. So to answer the question, Keith, what we know right now is the way that anyone's going to crack this rotation is by playing defense. And we know that Walker can do that. And we know that Shaden Sharp is a question mark. So based on what I know walker's probably ahead of him right now could that change absolutely but again i like i'm not talking in coulds i'm just talking like what we know right now and so that that's how he cracks the rotation to me uh but what do you want to happen you want to hit the home run on your seventh round pick and you want him to be a part of the rotation by year's end and if you're still working on walker that's fine but you'd want your seventh round pick or excuse me seventh overall pick pick to hit you don't want that to be a guy who's sitting on the bench with number 57 outperforming him.
0: That, that's actually probably the, the biggest point. Like in the same way that we're saying if Walker is playing big minutes, it's bad news for the Blazers, or could be great news, but probably bad news for the Blazers. In the same way of if, if Walker is playing more minutes than Sharp, that's probably bad news for the Blazers.
2: I don't know if y'all have talked about it yet. Are those, are those jerseys official? The carpet jerseys? Did y'all talk oh. about this yet? <laughs> no, we did not. No, we have not talked about that. Are are y'all familiar with what I'm talking about? The Portland Airport. Wait,
0: wait. What's what's the new carpet jerseys? They better not be official. I am not a fan of toothpaste colored jerseys. I want my black and red.
2: They're predominantly (laughs) black. They're predominantly black. I don't. Let me see if I can. uh, I'll pull this up for y'all.
0: Fair okay, so the predominantly the black mode. ones I'm seeing, it's still got like a, it's it's like predominantly black, then with a white stripe and a menthol stripe uh, underneath, or not not menthol, but Ment- what, you know you know that it's that it's the toothpaste green. I don't want that. Yeah. That's not a blazer jersey.
1: It's still hey, give me a pd give me a pdx carpet jersey, well designed all day long, because it will be absolutely better. And guess what? It's a dumb thing to say for someone who's unemployed. It's because I'm just I'm gonna you know. <laughs> turn myself off to one employer, but it's gonna look infinitely better than that absolutely JV bull (laughs) they rolled out in Utah. That shit is awful. Oh my God. (laughs) For a team that has had some really, really beautiful classic jerseys in their time to roll that out? Like that is that is an EA Sports NCAA Team Builder jersey through and through. Like they might as well have just got rid of the jet, like the, the 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 note logo, and just put on a freaking absolute. You know, this is your generic <laughs> warthog logo that you get if you create a team on Madden. It's such a oh my god! It's so bad, Chris. Yeah, um, the, the, are
2: you talking about those ones? The the what, Pena, ones a PDX carpet there? jersey. I just put them in the look
0: in the
1: chat, Chris. Oh, I was looking at it. I was looking at his stream, and honestly, like the the, the two pictures that he just uh, posted in, in, in the chat. And uh, Keith, will uh, I'll have Keith take these and post them in the Discord when we post the uh, the podcast too, just so you can see what we're talking about here. But like the 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 carpet one that Terry just put, that looks like yes, it's not blazer color. That looks better than any one of those three Utah Jazz jerseys.
0: Y- yes uh, 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 now, I'm going yes. to to disagree
1: I mean, in a moment but keep going <laughs> I'll, I'll, okay, I'm a, okay you can agree grocery, that's fine I'm going to give you my hot take here I, 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 and we can blame Nike for this and it's, it's going to sound weird coming from a Duck fan the Ducks change their jerseys what every three years some some nonsense like that they roll it out but it makes sense because the University of Oregon has made that constant change their brand Their Mm -hmm. brand is a brand of change. They have bucked tradition, and they're always trying to innovate. That is their brand. So it makes sense. I am not a fan of the full-on commercial movement by the NBA that's like, we are going to to capitalize on the most amount of money we can make by making new city jerseys every single year. And some of them have just the absolute just – worst ideation behind them like as much as i do not like these utah jazz jerseys like even that highlighter yellow one like mm, might be a little bit later better than that just black and white toned blazer one that they rolled out a couple years ago for no reason <laughs> like let's just get a, a blazer jersey that's just gray for no reason so that you look like the san antonio spurs every time you're on tv <laughs> like little, like oh but we're gonna sell these bad boys like hotcakes
0: the san antonio blazers there you go uh I, i'm linking uh, another thing in our chat here too there's a great twitter thread the other day on exactly this topic i think someone actually threw it in our discord as well which is where i saw it um <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah it, it's the the simplicity the the minimalization of the jersey designs is a huge part of what you're saying chris like in the, in the 90s we had Car, the, the raptor the, the the celtic a number of kind of uh, not only just cartoon characters but just more creative fonts more creative kind of just thematic designs and yeah, yeah. at this point you have very basic bold prints with a monotone color it's it's, it's uh, lazy to, and to be honest it's nike they look they like do. practice yeah, jerseys yeah. Yeah.
1: to make up for this abomination the utah jazz need to do what is right and they need to willfully give back and the nba needs to accept it but uh gold purple and green needs to go back to new orleans <laughs> and no <laughs> other team can use it yep that's where it belongs
0: give the jazz uh, name back to man jazz, yeah, jazz, uh, well, I, jazz has nothing to do with utah
2: that was one of my things What's and i know this you? is like this is you know the oldest thing in the book but like they've somehow figured out a way to squeeze even more soul out of jazz in utah by bringing out these jerseys <laughs> like. The thing that I thought when I first saw that highlighter yellow one was like, the only acceptable place for that is on the back of DJ Jazzy Jeff in an episode of The Fresh Prince. Like, it would be perfect. Like some
0: custom. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And, it, um, and then the one thing I gotta say, I just gotta get this out there because I am putting on my hater hat. Uh, the reason I cannot bang with these carpet ones is just, I said this ages ago on Twitter. I was like, you know what? Travel Oregon's just gonna design our jerseys now putting PDX, first off, like, I've seen the light, I try not to abbreviate Portland with PDX, unless I'm literally talking about the airport. Um, about the airport. <laughs> and then, yo, you know what, I'm gonna say it, the Portland airport carpet is the most, like, normie meme bullshit in this city. Like, every, it's it is usurped, put a bird on it, in terms of how much it triggers me into being mad about people not being in Portland. Trying to connect with me about Portland, like no. The oh. only thing
0: that would make your
1: point even better, Terry, is if it wasn't a it wasn't a PDX Carpet jersey, but it was a pink Voodoo Donuts jersey. That was the, yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 oh my god! I'm sure once we get like uh maybe bi- well, it's not Biofreeze anymore. It's some dumbass crypto. is <laughs> probably going to go under. But maybe we can get Voodoo Donuts to be the official uh, jersey sponsor of these. And then we can just make the cipher complete and the four horsemen will come out and it'll be the end of this city once <laughs> and for all. We have yeah. sold our soul to travel Oregon. <laughs> Hire me, travel Oregon. I'm good at uh coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've said I've said uh. this to Keith. If you want if you want a, a blazer alternate uniform that absolutely bangs then you need to call the people who designed the thorns uniforms because yeah. those are some of the slickest yeah. kits in all of soccer mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. and 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 i actually think it'd be cool if teams did that if you're gonna have a one-off jersey i think it'd be so cool if like a blazer one-off jersey and like they only wore it at home games was like a timbers thorns collab like that'd be kind like yo they fun. did it with the pickles the pickles yeah.
2: and
0: blazers did a hat And yeah, the the people and cool uh, timbers and blazes and thorns have done scarves before. Cause that's kind of the soccer thing, but I'm with you, man. I would love The, the thorns have had some of those jerseys where they, incorporate like kind of the dark red side with the lighter, lighter red and there's like the the thorn kind of emblem kind of stuff going back and forth it just the, the minor details is what i'm saying like it's, just, it's so much better design it's not block fonts with the the monotone color it's it's fades and it's like kind of the smaller check patterns man I'm, I'd, I'd be in on that
2: how have we not gotten a jersey with a rose on it it is the easiest thing <laughs> in the world, but we went to the carpet first. Like, and that's why- the- There's
0: so many things about Portland, man. Yeah. R- Rose, pine trees, Cascades Bridges, in general. Bridges, trees, no Mount
2: Hood. Like, we've got it all. And Bridges. We got rid of the carpet like six years ago. It's gone. Strip clubs. <laughs> yeah. Mary's. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. All
0: right, well- uh that really does it for our, our heat check on Jabari, and I you know i'm i I can't say I'm disappointed. you guys all came in all realistic about it. I just I expected someone to have the hot Jabari the goat take and you know give uh give Chris an easy target to shoot down, but you know you all you all flew under the radar, we got this done, we got through it. uh yeah, I'm a little pissed off actually. Checks.
1: No, I'm a little pissed off, actually. I've I've seen I've seen all three of these fools comment in the Discord, and I sit there, and I'm sure all three of you have probably seen, oh, Chris Burkhardt is typing, and you sit there waiting and waiting, and then I delete it. And I was, Keith even got me fired up. He's like, oh, Chris, so what my idea is, I'm going to toss some of these guys some softballs, and you're going to come in and douse out the fire. I got a bucket of water off camera just in case I needed it. I didn't even need it. It was bullshit. There was no hot takes that just got me fired up unbelievable
0: unbelievable too many reasonable fans unbelievable Too many reasonable Uh, fans
1: or i'm just starting to slowly but surely bleed into their subconscious when you see me
2: pull up in the walker jersey to the preseason game up in seattle that's when you can start screaming at me
0: yes there we go bring it man i'll bring my penny jersey we're we're gonna yeah i'm
1: I'm, I'm photoshopping that pdx jersey right now to put walker (laughs) on the back of it
0: box office poison my god we're going to have more heat checks. I want to do this more uh, just kind of taking the temperature from, from different fans on uh, Yusuf Nurkic, on Penny Simons, on Chauncey Billups. I think we could even go deeper. Trenton Watford could be another one. But I think there's a lot of these players and coaches and, and players in general that have a wide range of perspectives from fans. And so I want to do this more as we get more of these group pods going in here. And listeners, hey. if you want to get involved in these group pods, there's only one way to do it. You need to come onto our Discord. Link is in the episode description. And drop some hot takes that Chris will get pissed at. We'll get you right to the top of the of the guest <laughs> list. We'll get you on here next. Uh, all that old joking aside, the real thing is, come and join the Discord. Lots of fun. All three of our guests today, Alex, KJ, Terry, thank you, all three of you guys. And also, thank you, Chris. Uh, all three of you coming over from Discord, that is where to be. I don't know how many other ways I can say it. In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show thank you to alex of the unbiased blazers podcast thank you to kj a la die Mad on twitter and thank you to terry a la terry was taken on twitter and also thank you chris burkhart and thank you odar for the fat beats and thank you listeners for all giving us such a great listening we hope you enjoy your blazers your rip city basketball and our latest episode thank you again and please come back next week for another group chat on the next edition of the Trailcasters. Woo! that was yeah. fun yeah <laughs>